and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us this day. We've got some uh, ground to cover, some things to fabricate, some governments to undermine, mm-hmm. millions and millions of minds to warp. That's the job of of uh, everyone, everyone in uh, this business or surrounding businesses. Would you not agree, Britt? I would say that's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. And then try to fend off the lawsuits. Off. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, now, I'm running a slight bit behind today because, um, well, it's a, it's a personal issue. It's a, it's, it's a, I had to pick up the dog, okay, uh-huh. from getting a haircut. All right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dog's fine. Uh, <laughs> here's what I've got. Here's what I've got. It's not okay to be white. Exhibit B. Okay. It's okay to uh, talk about a grand jury final report in Georgia. Uh You ready? You're going to like this one. Ready? Fox on the run. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was sweet. (laughs) (laughs) The sweet. By the way, you know what? That was a great intro on that song. If I, if I'm. Correct. Wasn't that used as a bumper by a lot of people? It was. That was one of the better. Uh, it's one of the more underrated, I think, intros in, in rock history. Yeah. 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 They had their moment. And uh, we all forget about the real dress rehearsal for January 6th. Hmm. Would you like to start with that? Uh, actually, I, I'd like to start with Fox on the Run because I have some thoughts on that. I want to I want to get into that first. All right. All right. Well, um, we we are, 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 are certainly assuming that folks are, are following this closely and they uh, released a whole bunch of new crap on Monday that just is like another truckload of dirt that uh, Fox is uh, pouring on top of itself. I love I love Trump's reaction. He's so he's so great. He's mad at Fox. Why is Rupert Murdoch throwing his people under, not the bus, but the table? Okay. So don't think that Donald Trump's a cliche kind of a guy. He, he went with table, not bus. I feel like we're on family feud. Throw someone under the blank. Okay. Um, and <laughs> under the table. Right. Read it. See, see that piece there. He says that. Yeah. Um, but what, again, we could go over this a million times and always come to the same conclusion. Only Donald Trump would say something like that, not realizing that, and he's been in this position before, but very seldom. He may be again soon. When you're under oath, you can't lie. If you do lie, you get in trouble, more trouble than you're already in the kind of trouble that got you in the position of being deposed in the first place. So Rupert Murdoch had to cop to the fact that, he knew, everybody knew, they were panicking, they lied, it was all about the money, rinse and repeat. That's all we care about. How do we get out of this? I don't know, but keep lying, and we'll figure it out later. But Trump is a problem. He sucks. We all know it. 
But we can't say that because we have brainwashed our viewers for years and years and years and years, and we have been at the front of the line in election denial going back to the uh, November election of 2020. We've, we've been there all the way. We put every crank and crackpot on our network. And here's our defense. Here is our defense. Our defense is that while people were saying that Dominion voting machines was the product of money that came from the dead Venezuelan dictator, Hugo Chavez, and Dominion voting machines was used to fix elections for him years ago. And people are talking about this. So we need to bring on Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and the My Pillow guy and on and on. And when they talk about it, just because we're allowing them to say that, we don't necessarily agree with it, even though we say we agree with it. And there's tons and tons of video where we push the narrative, but we're going to pretend now that we're in trouble here that because we didn't believe it all the time and we didn't believe it privately, that our First Amendment rights allow us to go lie to the audience and cause primarily a cause of the um, riot and the attempt to overthrow. I think their defense is about as strong as the weakest tea you've ever drunk. I think they're they're in big trouble. And well, that's, uh, that's one my, thing that's, that's for sure. Now. What do you got? That's one thing that's for sure. And again, I, I, I'm no lawyer. I never spent a day in law school, never took the LSAT. But Jesus Christ, if this is not a winning case for libel, for, for slander, whatever it is, uh, I, I don't know what is. I don't know when you have actual admissions of we were doing this on the air and behind the scenes we were saying this. I'm, I'm not sure where you get. And Rupert Murdoch, in one of these tranches, clearly admits it ain't about red or blue, it's about green. He literally says that. He literally says that when he was questioned. We knew now, what see, we were saying was wrong. Is, you're assuming that that refers to money. <laughs> and, uh, as you know, Rupert's home country of Australia is a beautiful country with <laughs> forests and open, beautiful, beautiful foliage, which is, by the way, green. So nice try. Nice try. When, when, when clearly they say... Uh, we didn't care about what the truth was. We were just trying to make money. I mean, that's 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 clearly what he's saying. And he's saying it nakedly, openly, without any embarrassment or shame. Um, I, I do have the smallest bone to pick. This is a Mediaite comes out every Mediaite is a site we love to hate, right? I, we read it every day. It's probably one of my go-to sites for just about everything. But it also drives me nuts. I, I'm tired of them calling these things bombshells. I truly believe in my heart, all of these revelations are not bombshells. It will not erode their support one second over their, their, uh, their viewers. I don't believe their viewers are seeing this shit or hearing this shit or are aware of how they're being manipulated. Uh, Fox will remain the number one cable news network. It will continue to be the number one arm of the Republican party and Trump, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think these are bombshell reports at all. I believe that they very much uh, are affirming what we've known for a long time. There was always that debate that we talked about when it was Rush Limbaugh versus Sean Hannity. We always said that Sean Hannity really believed the bullshit he was peddling. We now know that he doesn't. 
We now know the fact that he he knows that he's peddling bullshit, but behind the scenes he knows. Oh my God! Oh Christ! Rudy Giuliani is one of the stupidest, drunkest motherfuckers on the planet. He knew that Sidney Powell was out of her mind. He oh, knew that what he was peddling. I I just refuse to believe that this is a game changing event for Fox, except that they're going to have to pay a lot of money, hopefully, to these Dominion folks. Well, I, I, first of all, as far as the money goes, if the judgment is what we want it to be, which is number one, they defamed Dominion voting systems. And uh, the first number you hear is $1.6 billion. That's not enough to bankrupt News Corporation. However, the good news is, in the state of New York, there is no ceiling on punitive damages. And that's a separate fine. That's a separate levy that could be dropped down onto Fox. That could be 10 billion. It could be 20 billion. Right. It could be, and this is my hope, it could be equivalent to what happened to the Klan mm-hmm. out in, was that Idaho? I think so. It was the United Clans or something. You know, this was about 20 years ago where they got taken to court and they got to say, now, is there still a clan? Are there still racist? Yes. Uh, if there was no Fox News tomorrow, would the uh, craziness and divisiveness of our politics suddenly heal up and, and, and all would be well? No, but that's not the point. Um, if you do not adhere to the most basic journalistic standards, you do not acknowledge truth. You do not even attempt to speak to your audience in a way that is not wholly deceptive and completely uh, antithetical to what you know to be true. And a corporation, in this case, the voting machine company, is caught in the middle you're in trouble. And I think a really important part of the story is the, I believe it's 3,500 messages, 500 messages that Dominion sent to Fox in the days right after the election that said, no, our machines are not controlled by, by space lasers or hackable or able to, you're, you're not telling the truth. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And you know what Fox's response to all those messages was? Nothing. They ignored them because, well, <laughs> I'm sure they realized that they were lying. Of course they did. They knew they were. And they had dug this hole of deception that they had to follow along. And then uh, back to Hannity, Britt, our friend, our idol in talk radio, Britt, Sean Hannity, who, again, back to those appearances where we would see him in person Jesus. every couple of years, what was the bottom line for why he was idolized by a huge percentage of the wannabe talk show hosts from smaller markets all across the country because of his ratings? He made so much money. God, if I could just make one... Tenth, one fiftieth yeah. of right. That's what it was all about. And look where it got Sean Hannity. We knew he was a phony then, and now he reveals that 
he was just a scared, shitless little wuss worried that his uh, uh, 80% share of the wackos who think that Trump actually won the election would drop down to 70% and that 10% would go over to Newsmax. That'd be the end of his life. So he had to keep lying on TV. He couldn't tell the truth that Biden won the election. I mean, it's so sordid. It's so perverted. It's so horrible. Well, make make no mistake about it. If, if the judgment is only, and I put that in quotations, $1.6 billion, that's still painful. That's still, I mean, that, that's that's a big amount of money. Now, it's, again, well, not going to bankrupt them. possible without punitive damages being lopped onto it. That's yeah. not going to just be a, def- they defamed uh, uh, um, Dominion. Uh, here's the money. Uh, goodbye. It's not going to be that way. This will be a case where, and I believe they have a separate um, uh, judgment for punitive damages in this case, uh, where the law can be and should be and is used to teach, to set an example. The best example would be to find this company into bankruptcy. And if that means a $100 million fine, so be it. A hundred billion, I guess, is what I meant. I'd love to see it. Yeah. But I, I I just, these, these when they call these things bombshells on media, I, well, don't worry about me. Let's not dwell on media. Still, though, Brad, that's, that, that's humorous to me. They really feel like this is game-changing, and it's not game-changing in terms of what their view. Again, their viewers are not, are not going to be hearing or seeing this, and that's part of the real shame of this is because they clearly think that their viewers are fucking idiots. That that is entrenched in all of this is that they can do one thing here and tell their viewers anything they want to. You saw the kayfabe uh, editorial in the New York Times about the guy who wrote uh, the biography of Vince McMahon, and he was comparing very clearly what's going yeah. on with what we yeah. used to call kayfabe and kayfabe. Well, I, well, I, by the way, I was not familiar with that phrase. Oh, sure, I've I've taught that to you. I've taught that phrase to you many times. Well, you, you've said it, and I didn't quite realize what it meant kayfabe is the idea of of keeping the illusion of good guy versus bad guy and the competition that what you're seeing is real one of the most famous cases of in the 1980s and you'll remember this is when the iron sheik and hacksaw jim duggan were caught in the same car with cocaine in the car and the problem was not that they had drugs in the car the problem is that you had two guys supposedly want to tear each other's heads off driving down the interstate together going to the show that was a that was a huge problem before Vince McMahon finally in like 1989 or 1990 said it's all bullshit. We don't need to have doctors at ringside, people taking blood pressures. We don't need all that stuff. This is not a legitimate competition. We want to be regulated about as much as Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. And so that's that's what kayfabe means, and that's what they keep at Fox News is kayfabe. The idea that we are the good guys, the liberals are terrible, and we're always going to tell you the truth about everything. Come close to me, Clem Cadiddle Hopper, in Dublin, Georgia. I will hold you to my bosom and tell you that you're right about everything. White people are victims, and they're treating Donald Trump terribly. And all of that is being blown apart. But again, their viewers won't. I don't think this is going to erode a single bit of support for Fox News when it comes to their viewers. I don't think it's going to erode any support when it comes to the few people that are still advertising on that channel. Because we saw somewhat of a, a, an advertiser kind of a, a step back after January the 6th, but then it kind of has come back to it. 
They kind of, eh, everything's okay. Well, we're good to go. As far as advertising, that's not where Fox News makes its money anyway. It's it's from the it's from the cable systems yeah. paying them an exorbitant fee to uh, carry their channel. The the kind of fee that Newsmax thinks somehow it deserves, uh, even with an audience that's probably you know one twentieth of. But that's a different discussion. Uh, back to the uh, whole idea of uh, it's fake. When uh, Morton Downey Jr. was at his peak on TV for those couple years, he had these shows that were just smackdowns. They were just vicious arguments, set up argument between, you know, the the Klan versus the ACLU today with Morton Downey. And Morton Downey would get in between the two sides and, and poke at both of them and pull out a cigarette and smoke right in the face usually of the liberal because Morton Downing would be taking the right wing populist side before anyone had ever heard of Rush Limbaugh, by the way. Um, and he got so popular that he went around the country and he did personal appearance, little versions of his TV show in, in arenas, in auditoriums. And he did one where we are in Greensboro, North Carolina. And, uh, I got to be the host and I got to be on one of the panels and this was a live show and I can't even remember what the subject matter was and it was a, a, a complete setup. Morton Downey is talking to us before the show and he's the most pleasant guy and he's telling everybody, you know what, don't worry, you can say anything you want, we don't take it seriously, it's all a game, it's wrestling, exactly. it's really, really wrestling. Um, so it's, it's nothing new, but here's the difference. Whatever happened on the Morton Downey Jr. Show did not endanger democracy, the government of the United States and a free transfer of power between administrations. So yeah, the model might be similar up there, but the stakes are much higher. And I repeat one of my uh, old bromides, which is the uh, worst mistake in the history of U.S. immigration policy, was granting citizenship to Rupert Murdoch in April of 1985. Worst decision ever. Worst one. Uh, And it's funny because I was uh, reading someone else mentioning this today, and they quote, uh, Jimmy Breslin, the great writer, who was was talking about Murdoch when he got his uh, his citizenship, and I got to find the quote from from Breslin because he is such a just a he was such a great writer. Um, and yeah, here you go. Um, it was September fourth, eighty six, that Breslin wrote this. So Murdoch was already a U.S. citizen. He called Rupert Murdoch a rich urchin truckled to by, quote, New York politicians who fall down when they get a glimpse of his money. That was back then. All he had then was the New York Post and the Boston Herald and one other newspaper. And uh, he bought the Metro Media major market TV stations and the Fox TV network had 
barely started. I think that was about the year that it started. But everybody knew what Rupert Murdoch was on the way in. And uh, just imagine how the world would have been different if Rupert Murdoch had not been granted American citizenship, would not have been allowed to buy those original TV stations, would not have been allowed to form the Fox TV network and then Fox News quickly after that, where would we be? Would that have existed in some form, one way or the other? I don't know. Without him? I doubt it. I doubt it as well. I really, really doubt it. I know we can't replay history, uh, but it is it is a real, real thing. And again, some uh, old ground for us where uh, we've mentioned in various forms that clearly the penalty has always been at a place like Fox, the penalty has always been if you tell the truth. If you are willing to lie, you will continue on. Your career will will flourish. And I'm really, really tired. Even up to this day, I'm still hearing that, you know, there are some good journalists at Fox who do straight reporting and they're good people and I know them, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. It's too late for that. No, no, you you can't take a paycheck from that company anymore. And it doesn't have to be the name on the on, on, on your side of the uh, the check, Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram or Maria Bartiromo. No, it's the, the straight reporters. They all ought to just quit. They ought to just walk out of there. Forget it. Just done with it. Just yeah. done with it. Yeah, the system doesn't fall down based on this. Some of the some of the stuff that they're talking about is some criticisms of people that were telling the truth on air were coming from way up high, including Lachlan Murdoch, uh, some of the Murdoch kids, and they were telling them we got to get with these people. And they were uh, Shepard Smith was one of the people that they were criticizing, saying, "Oh, we, we got to talk to that guy. He's not saying the right shit." Yeah, well, you tell the truth, you're out, and he was out. <laughs> he was. Uh, there's some of these people. Yeah. Some of these people that they're talking about, they were, they were trying to even mildly criticize Donald Trump and were accused of being snarky on the air. Some of those people have jobs over at Newsmax. <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing what's coming out. And even as we said, Rupert Murdoch admitting that I, I don't, I don't really give a shit about whether it's the truth or not. I'm just trying to make money over here, guys. I don't care if it's bad for the country. I don't care if it starts riots. I don't give a shit if somebody goes nuts and drops a bomb on someplace. I'm just trying to make money over here, guys. Yeah, that's all. Oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, you'll notice what's uh, moved to the front of the line in the last day, day and a half is, well, we were right all along about the, the Chinese birth lab of, yeah. of virus. We were the skeptics all along and you made fun of us. You trashed us. You you went after us hard. You said, no, it came from some wet mark. There's no way that it came from a lab. All right. Let's try to remember what was going on. Yeah, we did a little bit of this yesterday, but let's dig more into this. Well, let's remember what was going on in, in, in February and, and March of 2020, as it was obvious we had ourselves a pandemic on our hands, the origins of which we were not sure of, but it seemed, at least for the most part, that it was uh, likely a, a natural occurrence, but 
there's no question about it. If it was a natural occurrence, it was uh, quite coincidental that just a couple miles down the road was the uh, Wuhan lab where they do all kinds of research on this. It's a, it's a big deal, a kind of a place. Um, so what did Donald Trump do? Immediately started calling it the China virus, China virus, China virus. Kung flu. Call it Kung flu as well. Ooh, all, all that shit. So the natural liberal reaction to Donald Trump being a racist is saying that Donald Trump is a racist, and he really doesn't have proof that it was something that came out of a, a Chinese lab, let alone it being a deliberate attempt to poison the world. But that's where he was going. So there was a kind of a backlash to that by, by the rest of us who didn't believe one fucking word that Donald Trump would ever say. Um, and over time, it became more difficult to say one way or the other where it originated from because China would not cooperate. Now, the fact that they wouldn't cooperate certainly might lead you to lean towards the lab explanation, because if it came from a market, a wet market, by the way, like the uh, SARS viruses of 20 years ago, that's where they came from. It was never a question. Uh, this seemed to have a similar look and feel to it at the beginning then, well, okay, we're, we're, we're not sure. We'll keep looking at it. Um, but then you got to mix in a little Dr. Fauci, okay? So it wasn't just that it's a China virus, but it's a Dr. Fauci personally funded the Wuhan lab. Correct. So that they could come up with this that could be unleashed on the world. So, Correct. So the politicization of it, we know where it really, really came from. But I don't recall you, I don't recall me ever saying, I definitively know. There's absolutely no way it could have come from a lab. It had to have come from uh, some dead bat uh, hanging around one of those markets. We never said that. Never said that. Um, so today, because the uh, Department of Energy, the people you always go to for uh, – scientific research on on biology and other issues uh they've said they think that it's a uh, at least 50 percent plus one chance that it came from the wuhan lab okay fine it does not diminish me as a person it doesn't hurt me at all but that's being used as a see we told you so we were right all okay you're right you're right now what do you want what, what do you want? Well, but you're, what they're not right about is what, something that I didn't say. You're, yeah, what they're, what, you're right. What they're not right about is Dr. Fauci personally profiting from this, making lots of money, that there was some sort of conspiracy between Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Hugo Chavez, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, everybody to make a lot of money. And the, the intelligence agencies do agree it was not a bioweapon. This was not something that was brewed up specifically to try to kill people that's not part of the that's the part of the report that they're not talking about that they, they've all of the intelligence agencies they're kind of like well we know this we kind of know this but we're all very sure that this was not a bioweapon that was unleashed upon the public right. that's what they're not saying brad and that's what they, they're they're conveniently ignoring in their victory lap right right and and by the way uh you you kind of have to uh, uh, 
well, I forgot what I was about to say there. So when I think of it, I'll, I'll say it. Um, but this is just not a, it, it, it doesn't counteract the attempt by Fox to lie its way through the uh, election on behalf of Donald Trump and Republicans for the last 30 years and wreck the country. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that. Uh, but they're, they're going to run with that. But this um, gives license to the Jim Jordans, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, and all the idiots that run the House now to bring Fauci in and try to rake him over the coals. Because that's what they're doing. They were, this just gives them, oh, when, well, now that you told us we lied, now it's obvious. Well, it's not really obvious that it was a lab leak. They sort yeah. of agree with it, but they don't really. And by the way, now, now I remember what I was about to say. I said, you have to add on top of this as, as the icing. Well, you know, we got the research. Masks don't work. The, the vaccines had no effect. They're going all in with more bullshit. Yeah. Right? But, and, and by the way, that is quite a conspiracy. If these drug companies separately decided we're going to come up with a phony uh, uh, vaccine and uh, all of these Nobel Prize winning level scientists who helped develop this yes. and came up with a technology that's been around for 15, 20 years and tweaked it so that we could get ourselves, that it was all a fake. It was all for a, they're going with that, Britt. They're using this yes. to, to, to go with that. And Correct. we talked about it yesterday with masks. Well, nobody's neat, nobody's wearing a mask now. We're, we're kind of over that, and that's okay anyway, because they didn't work. They never, never did work. Um, and do you remember during SARS 15, 20 years ago, we used to see that video of China where everyone was walking around in a mask? Yeah. that? And in, and in uh, South Korea, we would see that and go, wow, that's that's amazing. They have like a whole society that um, it's authoritarian, of course, but they're all wearing masks for the benefit of the of the whole population. That's that's kind of a cool thing. I can't imagine that ever happening here. And I was right. It was hard to imagine it happening here. But we now have to let even the uh, the evil Chinese, who will be the object of some some hearings uh, in prime time uh, on Tuesday night about their uh, ongoing threat to peace in the world. But we have to let them know that they didn't need to wear those masks 20 years ago either. They don't help. They don't uh, matter. I'm not, I just I, I it boggles the mind because I thought the pharmaceutical companies were doing pretty well. But apparently at one point in time, they go, we, we're just not making enough money. Yeah, we have true. to figure out a way to unleash a bioweapon on the world, kill some people with that, and then kill some people with the vaccine. How do we do that, Dr. Fauci? Help us get there. Well, Britt, have you ever read any of the books by uh, Robin Cook? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, a Robin, that's a Robin Cook. <laughs> and, you know, Michael Crichton is not around anymore. <laughs> but that's a that's a Michael Crichton book probably that I, that I have not read. So again, now, if you if you're if you're a Fox News viewer and if you're a good Republican, what you do not believe is that there was any conspiracy involved with the events of January the sixth, twenty twenty one. That there were not lawmakers beforehand who knew what was going to happen and then helped kind of usher people around the Capitol to figure it out how they were going to do it. You don't believe that Donald Trump in any way had a, had any conspiracy or any way of planning that, but you totally believe that Dr. Fauci was in league with uh, Big Pharma 
and uh, the Chinese government and several other entities to kill people with a virus. That's what you believe. Well, not only that, you, you also don't believe, in spite of the voluminous evidence released uh, this week and last week coming out of the mouths of everyone at Fox from Rupert Murdoch on down to the, uh, the lowliest janitor, that uh, they needed to keep lying and lying and lying you don't believe that's true either, right? Is anyone exactly. trying to, to, to make some kind of case that the deposition is filled with with uh, fictional stuff? No, I guess they haven't done that. They haven't done that. Um, and it, but, again, you believe that, that Jake Tapper is lying to you constantly on a daily basis. But again, Sean Hannity, despite absolute evidence of his own testimony, is telling you the truth every single night. That's one of the things you have to believe as a Fox News viewer and as a good Republican. Britt, let me let me uh, refresh your, your memory here. This is something that uh, I had completely forgotten about. I think we all did by the time January 6, 2021 rolled around. Uh, the date on this is November 15th of 2020. All right. All so right. that would be what? Just nine days the after the election. Nine right. days. So this refers to an event that happened the day before on the 14th. President Trump supporters had celebrated for hours on Saturday, waving their MAGA flags and blaring God bless the USA as they gathered in Washington to falsely claim that the election had been stolen from the man they adore. The crowd had even reveled in a personal visit from Trump, who passed by in his motorcade, smiling and waving. But that was before the people who opposed them showed up. And the mood shifted, growing angrier as 300 more or more counter-protesters delivered a message the president's most ardent backers were unwilling to hear. The election is over. Trump lost. On stark display in the nation's capital. Just think about when this was. This is nine days after the election. Two irreconcilable versions of America, each refusing to accept what the other considered to be undeniable Fact. Now, let's stop here, and we can pick on the, the, the post in arrears here kind of unfairly. You know, this is like a, a nine people uh, authoring this piece. They went, they went hot and heavy on this. This is already some form of equivalence, isn't it? Mm. Right? Each side refusing to accept, right? Because people who know that Joe Biden won, you know, we're just not going to accept the fact that they – okay. While much of the day unfolded peacefully, brief but intense clashes erupted throughout. Activists spewed profanity and shouted threats, threw punches and launched bottles. People were bloodied. Twenty were arrested, including four whose allegiances remain unknown on gun charges. The chaos also left two officers injured. More mayhem after darkness fell. At 8 o'clock, violence broke out. Five blocks east of the White House between the president's supporters who wielded batons and his black-clad detractors, many of whom had participated in racial justice rallies throughout the summer. Antifa! Brawling for several minutes before... I forgot completely about that moment. Yeah. Completely. So the table was set, and Trump goes whizzing by in his car... Probably the same way that he did when he escaped from the hospital yeah. after he had COVID. Remember that stupid scene where he's in I the do. Uh, It was that, that big black SUV. Oh, God. 
And so he saw that and thought, shit, this is fantastic. Imagine how it would be if it was a hundred times bigger with more violence, maybe even at the Capitol. Wait a minute. You didn't, you didn't say it right, dude. Capital! Wasn't that how you're supposed to? This, this is my favorite pause that, that Trump does. I just need 11,870 votes. <laughs> That's my favorite pause. And he, Come on. What are we talking about here? Like, like he didn't know he was going to say the word votes after the, the number that he needed. Right? <laughs> and think about that. I need uh, 11,870 uh, Big Macs. <laughs> that would be the normal end of that sentence. That's correct. Right, 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 right. Um, God almighty. Let's, let's do it's not okay to be white. Oh, you'll like this one. This is this is a this is a fun one here. Uh, drag this one up here. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> a man is suing a restaurant in Boonesboro, Maryland. Hello. The name of the restaurant is Dan's Restaurant and Tap House. The guy says he was banned. His name is Neil Glesner because he harassed their employees. The lawsuits, and he's filing in both federal and state court, say the restaurant has racially discriminated against at least half a dozen other white men. Body cam footage from the cops from a night referenced in the lawsuits that was obtained by the newspaper, the Hagerstown Herald Mail. Oh, nice. Shows a friend of Neil Glester, Joseph Michael, refusing to leave after he was tossed, kicked out. The lawsuit alleges both men have been waiting for food for 45 minutes and a waiter became agitated after Mr. Glessner heckled him about the order. All of you old white men act like you. They all act like you own everything. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> the alleged quote is not spoken in the police footage. A protest of just about 10 people was organized over the weekend by a guy named Sean Porter, who the restaurant's owner claims is a far-right agitator using the feud to further his own political vendetta. Dan's was closed yesterday, sign on the door saying staff were given a needed day of rest. They tried to bury us. We, they don't know we're seeds, seeds, huh. seeds. Well, that, that sounds that like is, some kind of white supremacist. It does. Uh, language. You know, we're just seeds. It does. It sounds, uh, it sounds very ominous. Yeah. Wow. What are the original version of the story, which is uh, courtesy of channel nine in uh, Washington, where our old friend Topper Shuck does the weather. Um, anyone who thinks this is about BLM, Trump, or any other political issue is ignoring the facts to promote a political agenda. True. He's saying this is not about, this is just about what's right and wrong. Have you ever been kicked out of a restaurant, Britt? No, I'm not even not uh, even as a teenager, not even as an obnoxious teenager. I, 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 I was kicked out with a, with a whole group of guys. We were kicked out of a pizza hut. Yeah. <laughs> We were kicked out of a pizza hut in Paynesville, Ohio. Is uh, that when the guy told you to torque down? Torque down. Torque down and get out. Kick, kick us out. <laughs> <laughs> we're just too damn loud. And you know what? He was probably right. No. Um, but now that I think about it, we were all Jews. 
Oh, so see there? Yeah. I, I, we forgot to claim discrimination. Now, that was probably back in 1974, 73, when there was no discrimination in America against right. uh, different groups. So we didn't think to, we didn't think to sue. We got torqued torp down. God. Do the uh, do the um, uh, grand jury situation there? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess this uh, this really shouldn't be be uh, lost on on anyone because again, you have to counter all the bullshit that that comes that comes you know flowing down the uh, uh, flowing down the the, the, the toilet. There, uh, we have the judge who uh, was overseeing the grand jury in Georgia, the grand jury that was being uh, headed by Emily Coors, K-O-H-R-S, the uh, woman who went on the media blitz last week. She did a full Ginsburg, don't you think, Britt? She was on every channel. She was the, uh, pretty good representation of her on uh, Saturday Night Live. It, pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah, about the funniest thing on that entire show. It was pretty stiff, but <laughs> the Woody Harrelson thing. There are parts of it that were okay. All right, the uh, judge has clarified that jurors are free to talk about their own experiences, and of course, Trump already, along with his lawyers, has said, "Well, this invalidates everything. Everything that's ever happened. Everything that Donald Trump's ever done wrong. Ever thought about doing wrong." I may have done wrong. This is just the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of American jurisprudence and would undermine future investigations and cause everything to just blow up. And uh, if Trump did get convicted, that this would be the perfect, perfect excuse for an appeal. But the judge, whose name is Robert McBurney, told ABC that jurors are only barred, you're only allowed to not talk about your own personal deliberations, meaning you can talk about the final report, which is what she referred to. She was saying, well, a lot of people aren't going to be very happy. I can't say exactly who, (laughs) all those kinds. So she followed the rules. And you're also allowed to talk about witness testimony. You're allowed to talk about it. It's still not a great idea. It may not be illegal. It may not, it may not, not be illegal for you to go out in your front yard and eat your lawnmower, but it's still stupid. Agreed. But you know, we have to go by what's legal and not legal here. Okay? I agree. I, I mean, I, yeah. I and again, and I, I would, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that the prosecutor in Fulton County um, is not swayed by Donald Trump. Uh, yelling at himself on his own uh, social media platform that he's been fully exonerated because of this. I'm pretty sure that's not going to alter her uh, interpretation of what the grand jury sent her and all the recommendations that they made on who should be indicted and who should. I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. So, yeah, she, she shouldn't have done it. But again, it's a, that's a total blip. That is a a blippity blip, and uh, I know they make uh, mountains out of you know, grains of sand. I get that, but uh, not going to do it. 